Welcome to Missionize with the Missions Guys, a podcast of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, offering biblical and practical insight and strategies designed to equip and encourage missions leaders to carry on mission work. The goal is to fulfill the Great Commission from a church's local community to the ends of the earth. That is why we missionize. Now here are your hosts, the Missions Guys, Sam Roberts and Clint Ritchie. Welcome to episode five of Missionize. We are glad you're joining us today. I am Clint Ritchie, part of your missions team, here with my team leader and co-host, Dr. Sam Roberts. And Dr. Sam, uh, spring is coming. We're starting to look that direction, looking for some warmer weather. We are. We are, Clint. You know, the, 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 last, the last time we were together, uh, we, we were talking about loving and knowing our community. Uh, and I started thinking about uh, all of the different communities that are represented uh, through the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Uh, and, and I started doing a little research, uh, which uh, listeners may find kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, we have some 1,460 churches in the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. The median worship attendance in our churches, according to 2022 stats, is 45. 45. That's the median. That means that uh, 730 churches less than 45, 730 churches, more than 45. I, right. I, I think it's also interesting to, to, to know that 56% of our churches average 100 or less in Sunday morning worship. That, that means we're a convention of smaller churches, smaller membership churches. Uh, and, and many of those churches are in small communities. We've got a lot of those small communities across across our state. I was raised in one of those in northeast Arkansas. Uh, and I've heard those communities described this way. And I've been guilty myself of, of using this phrase. They are in out-of-the-way places. You know, I mean, those, those are areas where, where, where nobody is going type thing. Uh, and, and with that in mind, here's where I hope we're going today. Um, you know, throughout each of our lives, we, we all develop these preconceived ideas. And it really doesn't matter where you live, you know, we, we all have those ideas. Uh, and there's this prevalent mindset that I've, that I've noticed when it comes to small places, small membership churches. And that is that small is unimportant or insignificant. And so there's not a lot of emphasis, a desire to go there. But as we've experienced, Clint, and as our guests have experienced, small does not mean unimportant or insignificant. That's right. Big mission can happen in seeming, seemingly unimportant places. Uh, I, I'm reminded of a scripture. It's a letter that Jeremiah wrote to uh, the exiles in Babylon. Uh, is found in Jeremiah 29. Uh, guys, I would encourage you to kind of look at this throughout the day today. Uh, and, and here's what it says. Th these folks have they've been taken from their homeland, the place that they love. They've been deported to another area they're unfamiliar with. And God says to through Jeremiah, here's the instruction. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. 
multiply there, do not decrease. Seek the welfare of the city I've deported you to. Pray to the Lord on his behalf, for when it is prosperity, you will prosper. That's powerful, especially if you find yourself in one of these places that people say, this is out of the way, or seemingly unimportant places. And those places, when you're serving there, can really feel like you're in exile. Yeah, exactly. And, you're exactly uh, right, brother. I mean, you look back where we pastored, it wasn't places where people were lining up to go. Exactly. And so our guests today are two examples of that. Uh, we have B.J. Chapman from First Baptist Church in Marble and Stephen Price from First Baptist in Mariana, uh, two guys serving in seemingly unimportant places. So Stephen, B.J., welcome to Mission Eyes. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, for folks that may not know you, a little bit about your journey, your family, community where you serve. Yeah, well, my name is uh, Stephen Price, like we've already said. Uh, I just want to say first thank you uh, for inviting us today. Thank you for what you guys do in the missions team. You're my brothers in Christ, and I really do mean that. Love you, man. Um, so I, I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor at First Baptist Church in Mariana. Uh, we, we moved there in August of 2020, right in the middle of a pandemic. It's a wonderful <laughs> time to move. Let me encourage that for everyone. Um, but no, I'm, I'm married to my wife, Angie. We've been married for 17 years. We've got two boys. Uh, Noah is 15 and Isaiah is 10. We really like those Old Testament names. We're excited about that. Uh, but no, we've, we've been there just over three years now, and um, it was. It was crazy at first, but it's home now, and we're very grateful uh, for that opportunity and th thankful to be here. Awesome. Yeah, my name is B.J. Chapman. I am the pastor there at First Baptist Church in Marvel. I've uh, been there since May of 2022. Uh, prior to coming down to the Delta, I was up at Harrisburg at First Baptist Church up there as youth pastor. Um, I grew up yeah, in Jonesboro. Close to my home, man. Yes, Mark Tree. Yeah, yes, Mark on. Tree. <laughs> Northeast Arkansas, you know, it's a, it's a big difference down here in the Delta. It is. Uh, as opposed to up there. And so, yeah, um, I surrendered to the ministry in 2017. I'm married to my wife, Laura, and we have two children, Addison, who's five, and then Annabelle, who is seven months. Yeah. So we love it down here. Thank you guys so much for having us. Hey, we're, we're glad that you guys are here and so glad that God has planted you where he's placed you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, yeah. we, we've had some incredible conversations uh, over the years, um, uh, some incredible ministry opportunities that we've shared in. Um, now, we, we know, uh, all, each of us, Clint, myself, you two guys, we know this at every community, regardless of where that community is, has unique challenges. When, yeah. when it comes to knowing the community, loving the community, there, there are some unique challenges that, that we face. Uh, some of those challenges um, are, are present within the church itself. Some of those challenges are in the community. Some of those challenges are shared by both church and yeah. community alike. Um, in the Delta especially, uh, but, but it's, it's in other places in our state as well. One of the major challenges that we have is the history and the presence of racism. Yeah. We're, we're going to, you know, one thing about Mission Eyes is we're, we're, we're not going to pull punches. We're not going to just talk about the easy issues. We want to hit some of the difficult things because we know that a lot of our pastors face this. A lot of our churches live in this. Uh, and both of you have uh, kind of successfully navigated uh, through that barrier, that challenge. So, so guys, re respond to this for our listeners. How, how have you, 
how are you currently navigating this barrier of racism that may be present in the church, may be present in the community? Yeah, I think it's, it's so important, number one, that we have this conversation. Um, you know, the, the, the culture is having this conversation. And when the church is silent, we even unintentionally sometimes say or act like we don't have anything to say, and that's absolutely not true. Uh, I think the first thing to remember, though, is that this is a very big spiritual battle. Uh, mm. It really is. The, the delta where, where I am, where BJ is, it's, it's just dark. Um, and we live in that darkness. It's just kind of everywhere. But one of the things that we tell our people, one of the things I tell myself and, and try to remember is that the light shines in the darkness. Amen. And the darkness yeah, yeah. cannot stand. Yes, sir. Come on. Uh, so we, we fight this and, and, and have this conversation from victory. Um, you know, thinking about the church, you know, it's very important. You know, we're, we're Baptist. We, we go back to the Bible all the time because it's the Word of God. And if we're going to say that the Bible is transcendent, that it speaks to every area of life, if we know that's true, then that means it speaks to race. Mm. Um, so we have not only, not only do we begin this conversation knowing that we've been promised victory, but we also have the playbook right in front of us. Wow. If we'll just pay attention that's to good. it. Um, H.P. Charles Jr. is a pastor that you guys know. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people know there in Florida. He has a quote. I think it's in his book on um, pastoring, but I could be wrong. But the, the quote is this, and I've got it on my office wall. It says, preach the gospel to the lost, but teach the gospel to the church. Wow. Um, you know, the gospel, the, the scope of the gospel is that it, it takes people they don't have anything in common and puts them together. You know, it reconciles us to God, of course, but it also reconciles us to each other. Ephesians okay. 2. St- Stephen, that, that, that's so important. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that needs to be repeated, uh, that H.P. Charles yeah. quote. Yeah. So can, can you do that again for everybody? I can, and it's not me, so let me say that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he says to preach the gospel to the lost, but also teach the gospel to the church. Um, we're never going to exhaust the depths of the gospel you know gospel centrality is a kind of a buzzword but it's the answer and if yes, we'll just sir. live in that lane god's going to give us give us the, the victory um, ephesians 2 um, 11 through the end god takes two people and makes one new man so mm. i think you know we're, we're not afraid to have these conversations because we have everything we need um, for them with that you know practically i think the leader sets the tone uh, you know, one of my favorite movies is Remember the Titans. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a- attitude reflects leadership kind of thing. Um, a lot of times, at least in my experience, people know that we need to break this barrier. They just legitimately don't know how. Nobody's ever led them. They told, they preached at them but never rolled up their sleeves and gotten messy with them. Um, so for us, you know, it's, it's preaching from this. It's block parties. It's fall festivals. Um, building relationships personally, you know, uh, building relationships with African-American pastors in our town that, most of them are not Southern Baptist, but they love the Lord. They got my back. I've got theirs. I know that. You know, my, my wife got sick uh, about a year ago, I guess. Uh, she's doing okay now. Uh, but when we were in the emergency room with her, the first people to text me were these men. Um, and yeah. they, they love us. We love them. Yeah. Um, and if our people see pastors embracing that and being intentional in those relationships, not to just check a box to say, I've got to be intentional with someone different than me, but because you genuinely love them then that's going to bleed over to the rest of the church. Um, and then one thing that we say at our church all the time is, yeah, this is messy, and it's slow, and it's awkward, but just embrace the awkwardness. Um, Absolutely. This side of heaven, everything's going to be messy, so just just <laughs> jump in. <laughs> You're going to mess up. You're going to ha- have to ask for forgiveness at times, and that's okay. That's life. 
Um, but we start this knowing that we've already got victory, and we're one day, we're, we're one day closer to being in glory than we've ever been. That's so right. sometimes we just hold on and embrace the awkwardness that God's given us in the moment. Dude, I'm about to have a revival over here. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this, this is good. This is good stuff. This is one of those yeah. things you probably need Woo. to go back, you know, uh, the 30 yeah, seconds yeah, and go a few back. times. Slow and it down. To slow it, it down. <laughs> Listen to it again. Listen to it again. Hey, BJ, yes, jump sir. in there, man. Yes, sir. What, what so what we, uh, what we have here is obviously kind of piggybacking off of Stephen here. It is an issue. Um, it is an issue. And what this, with this issue, we have to engage the issue. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will kind of sidestep it and not want to talk about it, but this is a real deal. Um, and down here, you know, the culture is just different. It's taken me some time personally uh, just to get to know and understand how things are. Um, it is very unique. Um, it is a very interesting situation. Uh, but one thing, whenever I come down here, you know, I was informed. I heard horror stories about, well, how, you know, you made God mad. What'd you do? You know, sending yeah. you to the Delta. And I was like, man, come on with it. Like, this is a mission and we're going. Like, I'm God's man. Here we go. Let's go do something. And so we get down here. And obviously, with the, you know, the history of things, uh, one thing that I tell my people every day, is everybody is somebody, and every somebody is loved by Jesus. Yeah. So that's how we're going to approach it, okay? Um, another thing that I tell them is, you know, we're all going to be together at some point in heaven, so we might as well get used to the company while we're here. Um, one thing that we have done very well, I believe, uh, First Baptist Marvel in particular, is engaging the community. Uh, whenever we got down here, the church was kind of just kind of sitting still, uh, you know, post-pandemic there, and uh, kind of evaluated the situation, and we just seen where we were as far as what we were doing missionally, and the church wasn't really doing a whole lot missionally, and so I said, hey, you know, we've got to get outside of these four walls here and get involved in our community. You know, and obviously there's a little, you know, there's some minor issues there about, well, what's that look like? You know, do you know where you're coming to down here? And, you know, with Baby Steps, we have been so influential in our community. Uh, we've realized through different mission projects within the community that, you know, it's not that bad. We can really do this. We can work together hand in hand with people that don't look like us, that don't talk like us, like we're all God's children, and God loves us all in the same way. So it's been very good to get out in the community and be involved together. Yeah, I, I followed on social media not long ago. Uh, you, you guys have had had a big emphasis. I think it was called uh, "We Love Marvel" or what? What? what was I it? heart Marvel. I heart Marvel. Uh, you know, when, when I saw that going on, I thought, man, th this 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 is cool stuff uh, because you are making a, a declaration to not only the church but the community. Yes, that that we love our community. We're going to embrace our community, uh, and and one of the things I have in ha, have in my notes is just just a question I, I I pop down for for me with conversations I'm going to have with guys is this that you really can't love a people that you're trying to get away from, can yeah. you? That's right. Absolutely. That's right. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're trying to get away, you you can't you can't love folks. Yeah, that's uh, right. So that man, that's 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 gold, guys. That's yes. gold stuff there. And I think what it really is uh, where you guys have taken another step and watching from a distance is I'm sure there have been other pastors that have preached about the need, you know, to cross this barrier. You guys have led in doing that. You're, you're, you have not to minimize the preaching, but you've preached and then put that message into action. Um, and I know with that comes some battles. Uh, serving in the, the Delta myself for a while, I, I'm sure you've got some scars uh, from that. Uh, pastor self-care is kind of a hot topic right now and it's uh, and it's a conversation that needs to be had 
as you're in a, a place that's that's difficult to for ministry, uh, as you mentioned, Stephen, just the darkness that's there. How do you take care of yourself? How do, how do you mm. take care of your family? Uh, and then, you know, what keeps you from just throwing in the towel and going, hey, I can go pastor somewhere else, or I can just really, I can, you know, just coast here. Nobody's going to push me to do this. Uh, and, you know, how do I keep keep fighting the fight that, that this is an important work? Yeah, I think I think being intentional in, in every aspect of life is, is so important. You know, whenever we're thinking about um, just practically, when we're thinking about church calendars, this doesn't matter what size church you're in, nobody is fighting for the pastor's family but the pastor. Mm. Um, and if you don't put time down, uh, man, church is awesome, but it'll take up your whole life if you let it. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't intentionally block out time, even time to just do nothing, um, it's it's not going to happen. So I think that my wife is very good helping me think through that. We, we share a Google calendar because sometimes I forget to to tell her what's happening, but she gets it on her phone as well. And without that, I know that sounds funny, but without that, I would be in trouble. Um, so <laughs> in, intentionality. <laughs> um, but then also... In, intentional time in the Word. And I know that sounds so simple, but it's so good. Um, you know, the book of Psalms has been a gift to me for years, um, but especially since moving to the Delta and really since COVID, um, praying the Psalms. You know, David is honest in the Psalms. He's depressed. Yeah. He's mad. He's running for his life. And how many pastors can, can deal with that or uh, understand that you know psalm 16 has kind of been one of, one of the ones that i've landed on in this season of ministry at least that in god's presence there is fullness of joy mm. well if i know that god is omnipresent he's everywhere and in his presence is fullness of joy well if i'm never going to be out of his presence that means no matter where i am i at least have the opportunity to be full of joy am i going to take that opportunity or not is the question so intentional time in the word and that you know for me that means i've got to get up earlier and make that happen and then, you know, just to be honest with you, about a year ago, I was in a pretty dark place. Um, I, was, I was dealing with some depression, um, thinking through, do I even want to still be in ministry? Um, this is tough, and I was having, having anxiety. I wasn't sleeping well. Uh, so the best thing I've done in ministry, um, probably the best thing I've, I've done, is I, I set up some, some sessions with our Living Well Counseling folks for yeah. me. You know, I've, I've, I've referred other people there before, um, but swallowed my pride and, and, and made the appointments for me. And that, that went eight months or so. Um, and it was, it's just so good because sometimes, especially as pastors, like for every metric of our church, everything was, was growing and good. Numbers were up. Baptisms were like a 12 year high or something. Um, giving was up. Attendance was up. Um, the gospel was, was doing what the gospel does, but I just felt drained. Uh, and sometimes I just, you know, we just need someone to help us pull back the layers um, in our own life, think about some things maybe in the past, um, and apply the gospel. I can I can definitively tell you now that I most likely would not still be in ministry today if I hadn't made those sessions. Wow. Um, wow. So I'm so grateful for that and grateful for those folks, and I want those guys to know that. Um, and sometimes we think it's awkward, and it is, but there again, just embrace that because God always meets us in those moments. Yeah, yep. we, we are so grateful, uh, guys, uh, for the ministry and that expanded ministry. Uh, that that takes place through the Arkansas Baptist Children and Family Ministries yes. uh, with Derek Brown. Yeah, uh, they they know that these are issues that pastors face and families face on a regular basis, mm -hmm. and so grateful for that expanding ministry. It's not just in one location, oh, yeah. man. It's across our state. Yeah. So if you're having problems, if you've got some needs, uh, don't wait until you get to that point. 
uh, reach out uh, to, to Living Well Counseling Services. Uh, and um, uh, it's, it's worked for Stephen. It's worked for me. <laughs> it's probably worked yeah. for each guy at this table yeah. <laughs> and a lot of guys who are listening. So uh, thank, thank you for that, Stephen. Uh, BJ? Yes. Um, so obviously family is very, very important. You have to make time for your family. Um, at the end of the day, every day, uh, I ride John 330 uh, quite a bit. He must increase, but I must decrease. Uh, so my prayer pretty much every day is, let me get out of the way, God. You go before me. Um, you know, when times get difficult and a lot of times in Marvel, um, well, honestly, I think I, besides the Methodist, um, I am the only pastor there in town. And so things can get overwhelming at times because yeah. you're kind of the community guy. Uh, so your hands are in a lot of fires, but you still have to make time for your own health, your own well-being. Um, I think connection is huge. Uh, Sam, Clint, Stephen, we have a great connection there in the Delta. Uh, if you get you know bummed out or a lot on your plate, you just call somebody up, say, hey, man, listen, I just need your ear for a yeah. few moments. Um, you know, I have great mentors. Dr. Kelly Jones is a great one down in Monticello. Uh, I wear him out, and I, I kind of apologize, like, man, I'm sorry to call you again. But he says, don't apologize. You know, you just let me have it. I'm here for you. So I think it's very, very important that we have those connections, uh, other men of God that we can lean upon. And also, one last thing, um, at the end of the day, you know, when you question, like, why me? Well, God chose you. At the end of the day, like, I'm this called man. And so God's given me, you know, this task here, and I've got to fulfill this duty that he's called me to. Yeah, awesome. Uh, hey, guys, we, we all know that ministry can be difficult uh, at, at, at times. I mean, everybody knows that. All ministry can, uh, regardless of where you are. Uh, but it seems, from, from our experience and from conversations that we have with others, that ministry in rural areas, uh, ministry in these seemingly unimportant areas, uh, is difficult most of the time, you know, not just some of the time, not just a little season, but most of the time. I mean, we deal with things like loss of population, yeah. more, more people moving out than moving in, yeah. uh, lack of resources, uh, you know, a, a business that employs 25 people, if it shuts down, man, it has a drastic impact yeah. on the economy, yep. you know, of the area. Uh, you got the whole consolidation of school thing. You know that that occurs, and the identity of a community is lost. Uh, uh, just this prevalent sense of helplessness, hopelessness—that that that's that darkness you're talking about, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, but we also know from our experience that ministry in small towns in rural areas is more fulfilling and rewarding than most people can ever imagine. Uh, so, B.J. Stephen. Uh, hey, thank you guys uh, for your faithfulness to the gospel. We've heard that over and over in this conversation. Yeah. The gospel, the gospel, the yes. gospel. Uh, thank you for your love for your church. Uh, thank you for your love for your community and your connection and your engagement and mobilization of the church within the community. Uh, now, we, we want to leave our listeners with, with, with some encouragement. I know they've, they've gained encouragement from this conversation already. Uh, so I've got a final question for you. Uh, there are probably some guys who are listening who find themselves in similar situations, seemingly unimportant places, and they're frustrated, and maybe they're ready to leave. Maybe there are some other guys listening who are considering a move to one of these places. Maybe a church has reached out, and it's like, huh, where did that come from? You know, never, never thought about that, uh, but it would mean a 
mean a major, major move for a family. Uh, and then there may even be those guys who are saying, hey, hey God, uh, I'll go any place but there. <laughs> Famous last words, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a couple of minutes apiece to talk to our listeners, and I want you to answer this question as, as we get ready to close. Why does ministry in a seemingly unimportant place matter to you? And how fulfilling and rewarding has it been? Get, take off with it. So I'll, I'll take a run on this one. Um, I will share with you my call uh, to the Delta. So I was kind of at the end of my tenure there uh, with youth ministry. I knew God was calling me to something larger. Uh, I just did not know exactly what, where, or when that was going to happen. Uh, on February the 6th, 2022, my wife and I went to bed that night uh, crying out to the Lord, Lord, show us something, like give us something here. Uh, and we'd been praying for this for quite some time, but that night was just different. It was very special. Um, I woke up the next morning. I get up bright and early because I'm in school. Um, I look at my phone. I have four text messages. The very first one I opened was from a number I did not know, and it was from a guy named Nick Davis. He's now one of my best friends and also a deacon at our church there in Marvel. And he said, uh, B.J. Chapman, this is Nick Davis from FBC Marvel. Are you still looking for a pastorate? And I woke my wife up, and I said, hey, we just went to bed a few hours ago begging God for an answer. I think we just got it, honey. And so we get up, and we're just obviously all very, very emotional. Uh, but that's kind of what set it off there. Um, we took that. We prayed about it. And then of all things, you know, you think you're wanting an answer, and then God gives you this answer. I'm going to send you to Marvel. Marvel, Arkansas? I mean, come on now. Couldn't there be somewhere else? But this is where God said go, and we have been so faithful to go. Uh, so getting to the question here and kind of wrapping this up, pulling it together, um, I would encourage anybody, where God tells you to go, hey, get out of his way and watch him show out in your life. Awesome. Good good work. Good work, man. Yeah, I would, you know, you've shared that with me before, BJ, and that's, that's helpful for me um, as I think about my life. And, you know, as, as we think about, you know, ministry and seemingly unimportant places, I might even push back a little bit and say that there, in God's economy, there are no unimportant places right. yes. because there are no unimportant people. Yeah. Um, no matter where you go, um, unless you're on the moon, you're going to find someone made in God's image that needs to hear the gospel. That's right. And if you're called by God to do that, we don't get to pick and choose. We say yes, and he puts us where. He's the coach. He puts us in when and where and for how long Yes, and all those kinds of things. Yes, it's going to be a challenge. There are obvious challenges in the economy in the Delta. There are obvious challenges in towns, um, and we can't deny those. But even though a town or, or a city might have challenges, it still deserves a healthy church. Mm -hmm. um, and God promises, Jesus promises to build his church, and he says that without qualification. He says, I will build my church. Sometimes we just have to get out of the way um, and let him do that. You know, if, if you say I'm there um, and I want to leave, I might even ask you to, to borrow a phrase, maybe check your heart, right? Because <laughs> there could be an underlying issue um, that, that you, you're not even aware of that's becoming to the surface in your own life because of the, the things that you're experiencing where you are. Um, and then, you know, I remember, I remember whenever God was calling us into ministry or into a senior pastorate, we drove to Mariana, kind of incognito, drove around town. Apparently people knew that there was a different car in town because people said we saw you <laughs> uh, later on, but we thought we were trying to be sly, right? We drove around and looked at the church, looked at the town, and we kind of thought, you know, this is going to be a great opportunity, but I don't know if it's for me. 
Um, and I remember praying in the parking lot there in, in, in our car, God, would you just send the right person to this, this church, not knowing I was praying for myself. And then um, I get a, a, a call from the chairman and deacons at the time, um, who was also the chair of the search team. It's like, hey, we got your resume. Would you like uh, to speak to us? Like, well, I'm not going to say no. Um, so I go and I meet. We eat catfish. That's a great day. Um, still in the back of my mind, though, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not so sure about this. But then I met the people. And when you meet the people, you fall in love with them. And if yeah, you love yeah. the people that you serve, it doesn't matter where you are because right. God's people are there. That's right. Um, and then what happens is, you know, in the Delta, at least where we are, they're used to people leaving. They're used to people being there and kind of using them even for a little bit as a platform builder. Um, but when you're, when you're there and when you dig roots, you get to see people grow. You get to see people come to faith. You get to see babies born. You get to, to walk alongside with them. And yeah. there are days, there are many days when it's, when it's challenging, but the winds far are, are greater than the challenges that you have. And, and you get to just see God work in people's life. And yeah. if you're in and out, then you don't get to see that sometimes. So Yeah. Every community in Arkansas, I love what you just said, deserves a healthy church. Amen. Every community. Because God desires, and we've shared this before, Clint, God desires for everyone to know him through Jesus mm-hmm. yep. and to worship him now and forever. Amen. You know, and that's what it, you guys have, as you talked, have talked a lot about people. Yes. And we're in the people business. Yep. And it's those relationships that we build with people that make, as Dr. Sam said earlier, the ministry and rule and and seemingly out of the way places, unimportant places, many would say, makes that so valuable and fulfilling and rewarding. Yeah. And uh, we could we could spend all day uh, just sharing stories that we've had from our experiences in seemingly unimportant places. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we do need to, to wrap up. And so just want to consider some next steps as we do in each episode. Uh, if you're listening and, and you are in a, a church uh, in a seemingly unimportant place and you say, man, this resonates with me, I'm where those guys have been. I need some help. Uh, we would love to share with you further, love to talk with you. Uh, one of the main things I say about the role that I'm in is stewardshipping this role. It was guys that sat in this seat that invested in me when I was in seemingly unimportant places. They mm. were the guys like Kelly Jones that I called yeah. uh, for advice and just for friendship. And I know the hearts of these guys, and, and we want to be that for you. Uh, so, Please contact us if you're there and need some help. Uh, Stephen, BJ, where can how can folks connect with you on social media? Where, are you, what platforms are you on? Yeah, I mean on 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 Facebook. I guess I'm kind of in that weird millennial player where I'm still on Facebook. It's just Stephen Price. It's S T E V E N. That's the way God intended that name to be spelled. Um, right. Stephen <laughs> Price. <laughs> That's the easiest way. Um, and then of course you can always send me um, uh, uh, email as well. S Price at fbcmariana.com. Yeah, I'm on Facebook, uh, just B.J. Chapman. The last name is C-H-A-T, as in Tom, M-A-N. Um, and then also my uh, email address is chapmanbj at yahoo.com. Would love to connect with anyone out there. All right. And also we'll say if you're in a church that uh, you may have a heart for a seemingly unimportant place, uh, looking for a place to partners, we've talked about in previous episodes, would love to point you to guys like B.J. and Stephen that are serving and would love to have some folks come alongside and help them do uh, ministry even more exponentially than they already Absolutely. are. Guys, just want to remind you, uh, here we are at the end of February. Our spring outreach emphasis is coming up. Uh, we are encouraging you to pick a day 
uh, in March and serve, serve local. And so if you haven't checked that out or registered for that, be sure and do so. ABSC.org slash spring outreach uh, will take you to that page. And next episode, we're going to turn our attention to the second component of that, and that's Easter and Big Day. And we want to begin looking at how we can capitalize on that traditional high attendance day. So thank you for joining us again, Stephen BJ. Thank you for your input. And uh, guys, just continue to be faithful where God has planted you. Thanks for joining the Missions Guys today. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. And to keep up with what is happening in Arkansas Missions, visit absc.org slash missions.